Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast. We're roaming through Romans, and we are in Romans chapter 10. And last time, I believe, we stopped at verse 17. So we'll pick up kind of from there uh, just to give you, clue you into the context, because as we say, the context matters. Uh, the context matters a lot. And, uh, you know, I think this is a daily thing that I find myself saying, not just on the podcast, but in life in general, just the sheer number of people that quote the Bible and have no idea really what they're talking about. They're pulling out a verse that they think means something uh, according to the context that they're using it in, but they're not using it in the context that it's found in the word of God. And so here's the question. If you take something that's God's word and you use it in a way that has nothing to do with how God used it in God's word, and you use it to say something different than what God's word said, it's not God's word anymore, is it? No, it's your word, and that is something we have to be careful about. Um, you know, one of the reasons when I first started teaching the Bible and first started doing Bible studies, especially with students, one of the reasons I, I taught in context, well, first of all, was I was very blessed by learning the context of the Bible from other Bible teachers. And, and I got excited when I was able to read sections of the scripture and, and be like, oh, I understand this. You know, I understand what this says. And that was exciting to me. I also came across a whole lot of things where I said, wow, this is something I've heard quoted so many times. But as I read it, that's that's not really what the author's talking about. Uh, but also, uh, it was safer for me. As, as a young guy teaching God's word to teach it in the context, because by doing so, it's really hard to take it out of context when you're reading it in the context. Can it be done? Absolutely. Um, can you misunderstand what parts are saying? Absolutely. I, I'm sure I've done that plenty of times in this study. And so I would challenge you not to believe it just because Mike said, um, or, you know, believe it uh, because your pastor said, but but to test it, to hold us up to what God's word says, because when fallible men are teaching God's word, chances are that at some point in time, they're going to get something wrong. And so um, be on the lookout, be, be, um, be wise, um, test those things. So anyway, let's pick up from what he was talking about. Remember, he said um, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, verse 18, but I say, have they not heard? So if faith comes by hearing, right, if you come to faith in Jesus by hearing about him and hearing by the word of God. So wait a minute, what about the Jews, right? Um, if they, if Israel has rejected him as, as a whole at the time, you know, that Paul's talking about, and of course not all of them, but uh, the majority of the Jewish people rejecting Jesus as their Messiah, he says, but I say, have they not heard, right? So if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and they have the word of God, um, well, you know, haven't they heard? He says, yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out to all the earth and all their words to the ends of the world. And so what he's going to be doing here is he's going to be quoting Old Testament stuff. And so this is important to keep in mind um, what he is talking about, what he's quoting, because he's pointing out that what he's saying may sound very controversial. It may seem like something like, wow, this where's he getting where's he coming up with this that that israel has heard or or you know where's you know where's he getting this well he's gonna he's gonna quote um old testament stuff from uh from psalms and first kings and so he says 
And he's going to also quote like Deuteronomy and uh, stuff like that. So, um, so he says in verse 19, but I say, did Israel not know? All right. So didn't, didn't they know? And he says, first Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. So this is kind of something that, you know, Moses had warned them that he was going to provoke his people to jealousy um, and move them to anger by a foolish nation. So this is something that, that, that was foretold that would happen and that got something that God is going to be doing. And he's going to talk about that more in uh, chapter 11. Um, but in verse 20, he says, but Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. And so he's talking about, of course, the Gentile nations. And he, so he's, what this Old Testament stuff was pointing to was the Gentile church, that those people that were not the Jews would would recognize the Messiah, that they would, these people that were not his people would be called his people. And these people that were not seeking him, he would, they would, you know, the, the, the Gentiles weren't looking for a Messiah, but lo and behold, here is one, you know, they weren't out uh, on, on the hunt. The, the Messiah sent his messengers out to them, you know, and that's what Paul of course is doing. He's sharing, spreading the gospel to the world. And, uh, Anyway, so he says, I'm found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. And now he's going to contrast in verse 21. He's going to say this. He says, but to Israel, he, sa he says, all day long, I've stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. God had been working over and over and over and over to reach out to his people. I mean, it doesn't take much of a reading of the Old Testament to see that God does this over and over and over. I mean, flip over to the book of Judges, and you see this over and over and over. The people are disobedient. God, They cry out for a, for a deliverer. God provides a deliverer. And he keeps doing all these things to, to reach out to his people, showing them mercy, showing them uh, grace and kindness. And yet, over and over and over, we see this disobedience. Now, kind of the unfortunate thing that has happened with this is that I've talked about this in the past, like replacement theology, this idea that because the Jews rejected Jesus, that they are now rejected of God and the promises for Israel have are now passed over to the church and they have been forfeited by Israel and the Israel is now rejected of God. And, and that's led to tremendous persecution of the Jewish people. And I think that they're missing the point. The, the point is here not to bash Israel. Um, that's not the point uh, at all. I think there's, of course, he, he's explaining kind of how things are working out um, because I don't think most of the Jews at the time of Jesus were expecting like, hey, the Messiah is going to come and people are going to reject him. But what Paul's doing is he's pointing out, no, this is, the Bible said this was going to happen. This was foretold. The, the rejection of Christ was was not a surprise to God. And if you are reading the scripture, you'll notice that this is, it's in there, Isaiah 53, Psalm 22 and such. And so the, the, the last part of this, I think is important is, is something that um, I always call this um, Mike's interpret Mike, Mike's uh, Bible interpretation or uh, sorry, I should, I should know the name of my own uh, Bible application rule. So Mike's rule of Bible application is this. Um, 
whenever you read the Bible and you come across something and you go like, that is stupid. Those people are ridiculous. What an idiot. You know, when we look at this, like, here's the Jewish people that have the oracles of God, have the sayings of God, right? They've got his word. They have his law. God has sent the prophets to them. He sent their Messiah to them and they reject him, you know, and God says, all day long, I've stretched out my hands to this disobedient and contrary people. And we would say, yeah, look at God's done this. And what a bunch of morons, you know. But whenever you catch yourself saying, what a moron, stop right there because you do the same thing. That's Mike's rule of Bible application. Whenever you come across something that makes you go, Psh, what an idiot, stop because I'll be nice. You usually have or are doing the same thing. So uh, what am I saying there? What I'm saying is how many times have you and I been given grace by God and been shown that patience where we know, we know what we ought to be doing. We know what we sh we know those things that, that God has called us to do or laid out before us. And yet we're not doing it. We're resting in our own like grace and you know, Something like God didn't give you grace to be a slacker. You know, that's that's kind of our idea. Well, I'm, you know, I'm forgiven and I can just I'm free and uh, I'm free from the law. Well, being free from the laws, the law that would tell you that you're a sinner doesn't mean that you're free to just slack off and not do the things that God's called you to do and uh, not to fulfill the purposes that he's laid out before you and the, you do the good works that God has created you to do from the foundation of the world. Um, you know, those you're. That's not the whole, that's, that's what we do. What we do though, so much of the time we hang around and we don't do those things that we, we put them off. And I, when I'm saying we, I say me, um, because I do this, I catch myself putting things off and I wonder how many times God could have said about me, I all day long, all week long, all year, I've stretched out my hands toward this disobedient and contrary child, uh, and so when you spot those things in the Bible, when you spot yourself saying, what a knucklehead, stop and remember, um, you just might be a knucklehead too. Um, yeah. Something to think about. Hope that blesses you today. Talk to you next time.